right? Yeah, go for it. So we're in a cabin in the middle of Montana on the side of some mountain. And uh, we're just going to keep this one. It's 930 at night. Yeah, we got to fly out real early in the morning. Super tired. We got Rage with us. What's up, Rage? Thanks for coming out. What's up, boys? Thanks for coming on this hunt. Why'd you come on this hunt? I wanted to see somebody um, get a chance to shoot a really big mule deer and live vicariously through them. (laughs) You went on a trip this year, didn't you? You went to Colorado. Are you trying to bring up, like, bad memories or something? We'll talk about that in a second. We'll talk about that in a second. (laughs) No, I'm not. Thanks, Blue Water, for sponsoring this podcast, and uh, we appreciate you. What frames you wear this week? Uh, a couple of them I wore. Uh, they sent us some before we left. And I wore the Cumberlands with uh, a green lens. I wore those trout fishing. Didn't help me any because I can't catch a trout out of that river to save my life. Blue ribbon, correct? What is, is that the what? Is that what it's called? The river. No, it's blue ribbon trout fishing, right? It's a blue ribbon trout stream. So it's got rainbows, cuts, and browns. And we fished two days and caught. And we didn't catch any of those. None. I saw one. I saw one, too. followed my lure I think I saw a brown. My feet. I think I saw a brown. And laughed and turned around and swam the other way. What do you think you saw? I saw a little bitty brown, and then the other one I think was a cut. The bigger one was a cutthroat. Dang. It was pretty. We even made a trip in. We only brought two mics, so Reed Reed and Rage are having to share mics. Yeah, my left arm's a boom mic to Rage. We we went into a town and got some lures. Still didn't work. I'm just a bad trout fisherman, I think. I think we're all bad. You are are a bad (laughs) trout fisherman. You are too, then. I saw one. So (laughs) I at least saw one. Well, we've had a good week here. Well, I guess it's not really a week. It's only been, what, three or four days? Yeah, um, which is a little bit shorter than what we usually do. I feel like numbers are down this year, comparatively. Um, but we still got a chance at a mature deer. And I hammered him, you know, whatever. Easy, easy, easy for me. Dan laid down that great shot. I laid um, down the good Before that, you killed a deer back home. Tell us about that, huh? Yeah, I killed a a mature whitetail back home last week um was that tuesday mm. we flew out thursday um and that was kind of the goal was to get to get a deer down before we came up here so we could really focus on filming this and and putting down on a you know a good buck uh which happened you know thank goodness but i was able to catch up with a deer last week um last tuesday morning um mature deer walked out I was hunting behind my house, and that's a whole different thing that I explain and talk about. Had you seen this deer before? I had trail camera pictures of this deer. Um, there's another one back there I was actually hunting that they're both mature deer. I didn't think this one was as mature as I thought because I didn't have a daylight picture of him. But I just got nighttime, and when he stepped out, I knew he was a 10-point. I knew he was he had some mass, but I just didn't know body-wise how big he was. And he stepped out at 20 yards. 30 yards Tuesday morning and looked like a dang cow. Arguably the biggest gutted deer I've ever seen. Uh, I mean, he had a gut. He had yeah, a Dunlop. Not arguably the biggest deer I've ever killed in my life. Uh, whitetail, probably. Not arguably? Yeah, like it's in Tennessee. He's the biggest whitetail I've ever killed in Tennessee, no doubt. Okay. Like body-wise. He's massive. Yeah, he literally, his his stomach was like a pot gut. Yeah, 
and you can really tell in the video. And I called Dan, I FaceTimed Dan, and we talked about it and decided that, you know, yeah, he was a mature deer, and, and I shouldn't pass him. And and it's a, that's a weird feeling because I've always I'm, – I'm the kind of hunter that I love finding one deer and kind of hunting that deer. And that was what I'd been doing, and I'd been passing bucks, you know, every day. Um, not mature deer, but but passing deer to to find that one. And, you know, little did I know that this other one was going to walk out and he was going to be the shooter. But we wouldn't have found that deer if it hadn't been for Maybell. No, I hit him back. Uh, he was quartering away. He was staring right at me. He was so close, I started to draw, and he was broadside. And when he put his head back down, I ended up drawing back. He quartered away, jumped my string, hit him a little bit far back, um, gave him a little time. Maybell, we it was – Early that morning, we trailed him for an hour and a half. Maybe we both had to go to work. Um, we just left him alone. I brought Maybell back. She that. was going nuts. She was screaming on the trail, and then when the deer crossed the road and got into another property, uh, she was leading us across the road, but we couldn't enter that property without having permission because that's so close to Reed's house. You don't want to tick off your neighbors that early in the game. No, and, and I think, you know. But she knew that deer was down there. Yeah, she was even sitting. I mean, she was in the backyard, and she's got an invisible fence, and she was sitting there, and that it, actually the wind was blowing from the way he went, and she was still yapping. I mean, she wanted to go get him. So we went to town, wrote songs, came back, walked straight to him, loaded him up on the tractor, brought him up, posted pictures. It was awesome. Then we loaded our stuff. Rage came in. Dan's tired. Wednesday night. Yeah, I'm exhausted, you, you man. Like a pot of coffee or something? I'm or? exhausted. I can't believe y'all want back rub or something? Well, I have been sleeping on a couch for two nights. Or y'all been sleeping in a bed. You're right. But, I mean, Reed and I just, we don't move when we get in bed. We just lay there and snooze. Y'all move if I'm between you because we slept three deep in that joker this week, too. We did have to do that one night. So, tell us about Colorado, Rage. Um, tell us the scariest story of your life in Colorado. I so the the base of that i met one of my buddies from school he picked me up in laramie wyoming and we drove. wait tell me about this tag was it an over counter tag yeah, or did you draw it second season rifle uh so it's all over the counter second third season rifle or over the counter um so he picked me up in laramie we drove down he brought a camper the plan was camper was going to be base camp brought a tent we we're going to hike in hunt you know further in from where we hiked and camped after that so um weatherman called for like three inches of snow and the first day we were there we got like a foot (laughs) (laughs) it makes makes difficult times for a dude who lives at sea level and sees snow every other year (laughs) i'm staying in a fifth wheel bro if that's what i get i'm not i feel like you just go like you wake up the next day and be like well dang it (laughs) like like it's that's exactly what happened really I mean, did you yeah, know? Yeah, we knew it was snowing, and we're like, man, this is getting really deep. And we yeah. went, we hunted that afternoon. Um, but, I mean, Colorado's just hard. I mean, you start at elevation. You don't start at 6,000 feet and climb to nine. Like, you start at nine, climb higher than that. Golly. For dudes who aren't in as good a shape as they probably need to be to do that, it's kind of hard. So, so what would you do? You parked and then just – Hiked every day in, trying to locate out. Yeah, we hiked in. It was it was hard because Colorado has has uh, we were hunting public land, mm-hmm. and they've got um you can drive in, but every quarter mile of the public land we were on, you'd run into another like like wall tent camp with dudes who had two four wheelers and a side by side, and 
I'm not going to out hike a side by side because no, all the trails had you could take side by sides. Right. Um, yeah, that's got to be kind of discouraging, honestly, to to think you're in a place where you're by yourself, and you ha- hike half a mile or a mile, and bump into a camp with four wheelers <laughs> that are, that yeah. are that far in, and you you're that far behind the eight ball already. Yeah, that's exactly. What, I mean, that's that's exactly what happened. It was hard. I mean, we had a blast. I mean, I love being outside and love hunting and sure everything else. But I mean, you know, you go to see game, and it was just hard because every Tom, Dick, and Harry in the West was on a four wheeler. Mm. Yeah, truck everywhere. Um, tell what us about I, you almost dying. Yeah, can you tell us about what happened to Josh's truck? All of those <laughs> things. <laughs> so Josh, he's is so actually, he's so proud of the power wagon. Josh is actually in our South Dakota <laughs> video that'll probably drop within the month. You'll see him and his two boys. Uh, he has a giant Dodge Ram that he's super excited about. And uh, he it could nice. It's a nice truck, dude. I'm not gonna say it's not, but he brought it down for. Uh, Jason and raising him to go um, elk hunting, and he was pulling a camper. Well, that's all well and good as long as there's not a sudden foot of snow on the ground, which turned y'all into uh, a scary, scary couple moments. Walk us through the wrecks. <laughs> Plural. <laughs> um, yeah. So he all he, of them. We set up the camper. Um, if they're not any good, just make them short. But the good ones, make them long. The best one was the river. Right. Make that one long. But they're all, all just just kind of quickly run through all the other ones. There were there were three <laughs> there were three incidents. Oh my god. I'll start with the the least scary one. There you go. We were trying to get to a different campsite with the camper. It's a big fifth wheel. Because of all the wall all the tents. Snow, we're trying wall to, tents and snow. We we're trying to avoid all the wall tents. <laughs> Four wheelers. He was pulling up into a campsite and he couldn't get up a hill because he's got a 10,000 pound camper behind his power wagon and there's Ooh. a foot of snow on the ground. And then he was, we were trying to back it back down onto the road and a road's kind of a, it's kind of a liberal term for that mm, place. Yeah. And his truck started to slide. This is the third wreck, by the way. I'm starting to. That's all right. Let's wreck. go from smallest wreck this to is, no, grandest this is wreck. A, I mean, this is, we were ready to. Right. Go go hit hit the Chinese restaurant and get a hotel room. <laughs> okay. Um, he starts sliding backwards, and this fifth wheel, like jackknifes. Yeah. I'm, I'm outside the truck trying to direct him, and I'm like, no, 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 don't. And all of a sudden, the back window just goes. <laughs> so the little, like, curvy part of the front of the fifth wheel that's yeah. like, I don't know what that is. But yeah, yeah, anyway, no, I don't know what It hit the back about. window and shattered his back window. So now let's go to the second <laughs> wreck. I did impress him with my ability from growing up in Mississippi to to put cardboard over a broken window, though. Dang, yeah, came I through. can see you being pretty good through. at that. I can um, see you being good at that. The second wreck was the first – two wrecks happened the first day we were there. Okay. It was a tough, tough start. Day, was tough a tough trip, start the week. Dude. That was a tough trip. Not then. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, no, the, the the only way that's better is if you're seeing elk. If we were seeing elk, it would have been a lot better. Yeah. Um, the second the second wreck was easy. We just kind of slid off the road, and it pushed his, the rear end of his truck up against a big aspen. We had to, like. <laughs> hey, watch your mouth. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So, uh, did it mess up? Did it mess yeah, up? Yeah, dented the rear quarter panel. <laughs> so, at this point, he's got a busted black window. Not yet. I just had a dented quarter panel. Okay. The so window got, came the next so day. So first was dented quarter panel. Yeah. Second was lot scariest of your life. 
third was the first one was the scariest of my life and okay. by the time we did a quarter panel and busted a window i was like this is like small change bro <laughs> as long as i'm alive and we're coming out with busted windows and dents i'm golden <laughs> 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 all right so tell us about the scary wreck so you i mean you just kind of have faith and no i mean josh is probably not listening to this podcast probably Sorry, not. Buddy, if you aren't he's trying to get into it he may he, be listening he should um you have faith in a guy who who lives in south dakota that no doubt he's a pro at driving in snow <laughs> no like, doubt if there's an option between me and this guy driving in a foot of snow all day i'm picking south dakota no question so we're going to our first spot. We leave the camp, uh, going to our first spot to hunt. Is camper on the truck? No, camper's at the back of the camp. Oh, okay. It's just us, just us in the truck. All right. So we kind of topped this hill. We weren't going fast. Um, and I, we were just talking, and all of a sudden I look up, and we were going down a hill that was not that steep toward a like a one-lane bridge. You know, just like picture like a a beautiful scenic painting of, Oh, yeah. A snowy river and gotcha. the snow capped like boulders in the middle of the river. Yeah, shoot you. But it was like, I mean, it was kind of coming straight at our windshield. So we started sliding toward this river downhill, and he's hitting the brake and trying to steer, and the truck back end's kind of sliding sideways, and yeah. we're kind of headed toward the, the edge of the bridge, I guess. Oh, God. And he jerks it right. We go off the road. And we're about, he ends up kind of high centering his truck that is not a small truck. Thank goodness, or you're in the creek. Yeah. River. Yeah, he high centered his truck on a big Colorado boulder. Um, about about 10 feet from the creek that was like a straight down drop of about 20 feet into what I would assume is really, really cold water. Do you think you would have died straight up? No, I think. You I don't think, think you would have just smashed and flipped over and been stuck and died? I like to assume that all the airbags in my seatbelt would have kept me from dying. Now, getting out of the truck would have been – I've never had to do that before. Complicated, especially like underwater, freezing cold water. I mean, it wasn't that deep of a creek. How deep was it? Oh, probably four, five feet. But you said that went through your mind. Bro, that's, I was a, that's about, deep enough for if you're on the top of We'd probably land on a rock or something, right? I mean, If the truck flips. Yeah, I was thinking I was going to have to get out of the truck upside down or like if the nose was like pegged into the oh. – yeah, you know, like you're sitting like yeah, staring, yeah. you know. Yeah, like you're on a yeah. So anyway, <laughs> we're off the road. We avoided death. We were happy about that. But then we had to get out of that ditch and he Somebody threw pulls it in. you out. Well no, bro. He he put it in four wheel drive and tried to back out. We're on this rock. Some guy came down, none of nobody had a toe strap. He had a winch on the front of his truck and I was like, Well, I've gotten my side by side out of mud like this before. Let's just tie it to this bridge and pull it sideways. So sorry to Colorado DOT for that. That'll be all right. That one. As much as they charge for licenses, one they bridge. can afford it. Yeah. They ain't cheap. Shoot. The money, they made enough money off you to fix that bridge past three years. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, we're glad you made it out alive. Sorry you didn't get an help. Yeah, we saw some. Just not close enough to get them. Is this your first time on the podcast? I think it is. This is ridiculous. I mean, we got so much we could cover with you, even like moose stuff. And tell us, tell me your one of your funniest memories about Reed. About Reed. Yeah, from I mean, it can be like fifteen years ago. 
It can be this week. Just like comb through there, find something awesome. Tell me about it. I mean, I, I think I don't think Reed's that funny of a guy, really. I Oof. mean, stuff stuff just routinely happens to Reed that he I don't feel like he has a whole lot of control over. Remember that time I was swinging at that dude on that golf course? I do. That was a pretty good one. Reed doesn't like insects, as you no. well know. Remember that time he almost cut his leg off with the skill saw swinging at a bee when we were re- rebuilding? I always, I always think about Reed cutting himself when we're skinning stuff immediately. That's what I immediately think. Yeah, I think we've addressed that. Hey, you you hadn't cut yourself, but you really hadn't had to. Yeah, that's true. Jason came into our lives. I guess I was probably a freshman. Was I a freshman in high school? Yeah, it was like 99. Three, Whatever 16. that would be. It's a long time ago. I'd have been 16. So, yeah. Probably, yeah. Freshman, sophomore in high school. I met Reed before his voice changed. <laughs> <laughs> Four foot two. <laughs> Reed did not hit a growth spurt till last junior year of high school. Oh, uh, so funny. He went from like 4'8 to averaging 24 points oh, a gosh, game. Look, he can't wait to get I the can shoot that ball, though. I can shoot that ball, man. He just ripped that microphone out of my hand. I know he did. He couldn't wait. <laughs> Gosh, you can't just talk funny. smack about me and me sit there and listen. I mean, he didn't even really say anything. Like, I was kind of trying to drag him into it. You can't think of anything where Reed looked like an idiot and you were there to see it. God. A lot of stuff, and I don't want to ball the guy out right here. Dude, just go. No, He's it's my entertaining. It's entertaining. People <laughs> like it. I've been around for a long time. Reed's voice changed. Your voice changed after you got your tonsils out. <laughs> yeah, it did. I mean. And quit straightening your hair to the side. Oh, man. Dude. John you, Jovi. Remember the egg bowl? Dan oh, did have man. a tiny little Every straightening time. iron. His hair looked like a turkey in full strut. What <laughs> 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 was the comb to the left? I never, up in the back, I never straightened my hair. Not one time in my life. Y'all always say that. Reed says that because he straightened his. <laughs> I never did. I remember it was like you two doing weeks. it. Dude, my hair is terrible. I, it was the only way that I could somewhat. Okay, but why do you always now, 20 years later, try to say I straightened mine? Because that's the one time you've had bad hair and you look like John Bon Jovi at the Egg Bowl <laughs> with a full strut turkey on your head. He had that nice shirt on with a leather jacket. Don't say shirt. It was a turtleneck. <laughs> it was a ribbed turtleneck. <laughs> still got that. You still got that. Sorry, Ole Miss, if y'all are listening to this. Do you still have that uh, the Football ball holder? I think I finally threw it in the trash. <laughs> you know what we still do have, though? It was rickety, dude. It took up a lot of space. Sorry, CBS. We still have that CBS sports sign y'all grabbed. Yeah. It was like the freaking la riots man we went down the sidelines and just started just dude when was that stuff. i mean that it was, was terrible like, I, I that was like 2000 or something it was a long time ago yeah it was probably 2000 were you still in high school yes i went down there partying and trying to pick up older chicks no, you did not you know what I'm saying? <laughs> i put that leather jacket you came on, back dude. with a football tee and a turkey head that's all <laughs> you came back with <laughs> <laughs> had a little red tint in my hair that's the suede over in the front a little white left in the back gosh man party time yeah Golly, we've had some funny times with Rage. We'll have Rage back on the podcast, man. This is if if we sat here and talked to Rage, man, about all the stories, we could be here till three o'clock <laughs> in the morning. Tell us at least tell the story about what we first told you the first time we ever hung out in the truck about Dad. I think you. I don't. I think Reed was probably taking a nap at home, but we went to like get some 
like clean out a barn or something like that. Of course like we did. If we were my dad, we were. Randy's pe- putting us to work, man. He's like, come on, let's go weed eater. Yeah. Feed somebody. It was like feeding somebody else's goats or something <laughs> weird like that. I don't know that. Uh, you said something to me like, man, don't worry. If he didn't like you, he wouldn't be talking to you or taking you on this work trip or something like that's that. That's true, though. That's true. Because uh, y'all had some weird friends from Mississippi State that we didn't really vibe with. Who who were we hitting with the pool balls that night? Was that Daniel? Or Kyle. Kyle Morgan, yeah. yeah. Kyle. He, was, he slept right in the middle of our room. On he's actually mattress. a really nice guy. No, he's great. I don't know why we, we just pool sticks at him. Yeah, we're just being assholes. I think because he had glasses. Probably so. <laughs> I, we hit him with a pool stick. <laughs> Did we know? Everybody was like, golly, were y'all getting hit with stuff all night? And Jason was like, nah, I slept like a baby. But if there's a human on earth that sleeps better than Jason oh Goolsby, I'd like to see it. Because this dude, this dude is gets the award for he be conking tired. Out. I'm gonna crawl up on this rock. Tired, nothing. It can be midday. And he's like, and I sleep. think I'm about to think I'm about to drill out. It's a clear conscience. Yeah, clear conscience for sure. So Rager's counting around at the beginning of our um, let's get out of the Tennessee and do some hunting. What was the first? Was this the first thing we did? No, the first thing we started doing turkey stuff. That's right. We went to South we went Dakota. To South Dakota with my buddy that I went with to Josh with a busted up truck. Now I think I think that's how we. <laughs> it, was, it was pre-power wagon, Josh. <laughs> hey, that truck's bad, boy. It's it tough though. It says it on the side too. Power, 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 like power in the blood. So Jason went to med school with with him, and uh, we were just kind of fumbling around with the idea about getting out of Tennessee and doing some turkey or doing some hunting. And we kind of landed on the most inexpensive hunt we could possibly do was going to be a Miriam's in South Dakota. We flew up there, had a great time, and and kind of lit our fire for getting out of state to do some different hunting for different species, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, we had turkeys, like, running at us and asking us to shoot them. Remember that one time I called that turkey and he flew over y'all? No, I watched him run towards you like a (laughs) picture in the NWTF book <laughs> well like i saw it stretch. i was so cold that morning y'all remember it was like because he was like oh dude it'll be 50 degrees and so I, we brought all our like we brought like t-shirts and leafy suits we step out in south dakota and it's 40 and With a 40 there's a 40 wind. mile an hour wind dude it was killing me the wind chill of like six. so i hide in this ditch while jason and josh go to this creek bank to crawl up to call these birds in and the birds fly down, they're moving, but they're probably 100 yards uh, away from, from the culvert that they were kind of in, or the little ditch, that the creek bank that they were in. So I started calling, and it's the only time in my life I've ever seen this. This bird literally just jumps straight up in the air like a helicopter taking off, flies over them, and hits the side of the hill that I'm – I am laying, I am laying in the wide open. And it, the, this bird is coming right to me. And I'm like, is this happening? Is this really happening? And I look back at down the hill to where Jason and Josh are. And they're looking at me like, do it, man. I mean, I guess. And so the bird walks up. I shoot, miss. He Chase him over a hill. Chase him over a hill. He jumps to fly. And I shot him straight out of there. And he rolled up. And I lost my mind. And then we all kill birds that week. Yeah. 
That was nuts, though. I mean, we first pulled up. It's a, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen to that point. Me too, as we far were, as turkey hunting, because it was so different from. There's one right. tree. We were in two trucks. I was in I was in the truck with Josh, and I remember pulling up to this farm, and he said, "These turkeys will be in one of these cottonwoods up here, like over the gate, like literally above the gate. We have to drive literally He's above like, the gate. Oh, there they are, and there's like thirty of them in like half strut and on a limb." Like goblin. Yeah, they were goblin at us opening the gate. We like, didn't even film anything then. We should have filmed. That would have been awesome to have filmed. But, dude, yeah, we, we couldn't afford nothing at that time. When would that have been? 2012? That was, maybe. yeah, 2012. I think it was 12. Where did we do the next year? So we went. Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. My Colorado trip. <laughs> yeah. So we that went to South Dakota to hunt Miriam's. I guess we were going to do, like, the slam. We're trying something. to, yeah. So we went to we went to do Miriam's, but that, South Dakota, South Dakota, like Dan said, it kind of lit a fire and seeing new territory, hunting new things in new ways, and having to do it different just kind of took us, I think, our interest of hunting Western states to a new level for sure, and also like having to do it cheaply, yeah, made, very affordable made, way, yeah, made you. That's why we hunted birds first, because yeah. anybody can do that. It's, a hundred, it's usually a hundred, hundred fifty yeah, dollar tag, and it's on. And there's plenty of and you can drive. You can, pre, you can pretty much drive, can drive anywhere you want to hunt them. So the next the, year we went to get the slam. Next year we went to Oklahoma. It was awful, Ugh. awful. We ruined trucks, or well, SUVs. <laughs> SUVs. Yeah. Um, God, it's 99 degrees we in cried, the day. I was getting broken cried, up with. Cried, cried, cried. It's terrible, man. Jason there was literally in. one point. <laughs> well, you remember we were taking baths no. in a cattle trough, in a cattle water trough? My stomach was messed up the first week of the trip, which does not make for very well camping. Gosh. There's that one story. That yeah. He had one. that Fruit of the Loom hula hoop on. <laughs> so, the next year was what? Did we come to? Did we come here? So if that was if that was in twelve or thirteen or fourteen, we uh, yeah. If that was twelve, so then we went to uh, we came here. Yeah, the next, the next. I one. mean, yeah, and we that was filmed 2014. it. That's the one that's on the internet or on YouTube. I mean, no, the first year we didn't. That was the second. Oh, year. that's right. First year we came. We all, yeah, we all shot that muley. Yeah, we shot a big muley. You still have that muley? Still hanging in the office. It's time to give it up, bro. You need to give that I give, up. I offer that to y'all all the time. Like, y'all ready for this thing? Let me know. Oh, it's fine. Nah, don't worry about it. I'm I ready. Say, I'm ready for it. I don't have one in my hands. That deer's neck was way bigger than it ended up being when we got it back. Yeah, yeah. Way bigger. It was. It's. There's definitely a misrepresentation of that deer's neck. It was the thickest rutted up neck I've ever seen in my life. It just looked like a big block like a rectangle with antlers it looked like one of those a bun cake is that what those things are called the, <laughs> oh, a, a bun cake that's I think like bunt maybe. yeah there you go bunt cake but like that is a Dude. head sitting on the remember because it was so thick and it looked like a loaf of bread how, i don't know how he thought that deer's neck looked like a bunt cake it looked like a leather couch out there walking across <laughs> the the sagebrush hillside. Yeah, y'all have to remember that, dude. I mean, oh my god, it looked yeah. like a UPS truck had just dropped off in the middle of the sage, rounding. It up was some three does. times bigger than anything in that 
on that mountainside. Dude, I have never seen a deer like that. No. I hadn't either. I still haven't. I mean, it was. And he had a really big rack, but compared to his body, he should have been a a 250-inch deer. But he was a big deer. I mean, he wasn't 250 inches, but he was he was a big deer. A really big deer. Yeah. The biggest deer we'd ever seen. At that Do you point, remember that we point. were crawling? We crawled. We were like 150 yards from this deer, and we were like, I think we can get a little closer. <laughs> hey, let's go 30 more yards. <laughs> we were stressed. We but were thinking, we got to get close. We knew we had to take that deer, though, man. So the yeah, deer goes a- over the hill. We crawl up, <laughs> let it eat on the deer. And then we all celebrated. I mean, we had probably two thousand dollars worth of tags. Yeah, we killed. We one filled mule one deer. mule deer. We were like, we gotta come back. Oh, we lost our minds. I mean, I remember like I sprinted to that deer, was completely out of breath because I couldn't get to it fast enough. Did you shoot it again when you got to it? I probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we weren't. I was not letting that thing get anywhere <laughs> further. One, because if he fell any further down the mountain, we were screwed. It was. Yeah. I'm telling you, picture an enormous bunk cake stretched out with a mule deer head on it. Dude, like a loaf of bread. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he a looked giant loaf yes. of bread. He looked like His a legs giant looked like homemade like a baked foot. loaf of bread. <laughs> they looked like they were a foot long. His he was so big, dude. He was freaking huge. I mean, he looked like he looked like a small cabin with wheels walking, ac- like rolling across that. Every morning, he had three sausage biscuits with cheese. At Grandmama's house. And a couple of hash browns just for breakfast. Yeah. With black coffee. No doubt. He was tough, dude. And then he hit hit the gym. Yeah, and then he went straight to the gym. He went and did some buys and tries. Dude, he was... That was a big deer. I'm I'm going to get that deer. I'm I'm going to come get that deer from you. You can so we had him mounted. He hangs in, in reverence in Jason's office. Yes, more now. Uh, and then we came back the next year. We killed mule deer. Jason killed a good mule deer. I killed a mule deer. And then you killed an elk. Yep. Uh, That's and, the video on YouTube. And then we missed it a couple years. Well, we couldn't, st- you know, we were buying over-the-counter tags at that point, And now it's just a, uh, strictly a draw state. And That's right. You used to be able to pick up those combination licenses after – Everybody had applied for all the other licenses. You could just go buy them. But now, because Montana's turned up, you can't do that anymore. You have to literally, it's a point system, even to get yeah. those general tags. Yeah. Um, lucky for me, I got drawn for a mule deer tag this year. So we called and hooked it all up. And my wife was sweet enough to let me get away from our, from her and our six-week-old six child to come up here and try to fill a tag. Jason and Reed hopped on immediately. We flew up, and we started hunting on Thursday afternoon. Thursday afternoon. We flew in on Thursday. We got here about 2, probably, and we hunted that afternoon. Yeah, uh, maybe a little bit earlier. The weird thing that had happened to the land that we um, had permission to hunt was it went through a burn. and I thought A significant burn. I thought that that would increase new growth. Two years ago. It happened, and yeah, I was thinking, I had a completely different thing in my head coming up here. I think the sage was at least halfway back. You know, some of the trees may have come back, um, but unfortunately, that was not the case. No, it wasn't. So the deer numbers were way down, and I'll just go ahead and say it. I was a little nervous about this after that first afternoon and only seeing 
what eight deer yeah, after we, covering probably ten square miles, as far as like with our eyes and stuff. In, yeah, in a spot that usually we would have seen close to forty at that point, at least. And 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 a few mature bucks to con- consider, and you know probably pass because it's the first day. So the next day rolls around, um, we hop up and get after it. Um, kind of threw a hail mary right there at the end. Uh, we, I was already. I guess it's hard to explain. We we know this place so well that once we uh, figured out that the numbers weren't here, we we were we were transitioning into Plan B. The on the second day of the hunt. Yeah, we were thinking about where, what kind of research are we gonna have to do to try to figure out what other land around here we could get on that would hold deer. I mean, obviously they're good deer and elk all over this area sure um but we we just hadn't had to haven't had to be in that position here yet so we didn't do that research before we came because we planned on hunting where we had hunted in the past exactly so jason says dude make the call you know what do we need to do and and at this point we were probably about uh a mile from camp and so we i said well how about we just we had covered all the other ground why don't we just cover this ground back to the cabin and uh, and we'll see what we can do. Jason's like, I think that's a good idea. We all pick up all our stuff. We walk over a mountain, and as soon as we did, we bump a deer. That it's amazing to me how fast, after you've been hunting for a long time, how fast you can recognize. Like we don't see these animals very often, right? Every other year, right? Maybe. Um, and how quickly we all recognize. That that was a mature deer. Yeah, I didn't see it the first time when it came when it came up, and you, you turned and saw and said, "Oh man, that's a buck." I don't know how big, but I just saw its body, and I know that's a mature deer. Yeah, and and you just saw it for what two or three seconds? I mean, probably what five five to eight seconds. You saw it too, didn't you, Ray? Yeah, I saw it when he. I don't know if he was bedded there, and we. Just I don't know where he came from. My buddy Channing Wilson kind of said he took the says they took the elevator up. <laughs> Yeah, when there's like no doubt. you're looking and you're you're scanning you don't see anything you turn your head and then you turn back and there's a 300 pound body there looking at you and you're like oh how'd you get there i was shocked that that deer appeared like that yeah i mean they live out here i mean that's what they do right they're, they're designed to avoid us and everything else out here trying to kill them right they've got really good at that so then what happens that deer pops over uh, that's when we decide, you know, at that point, that was definitely the most mature deer that had been spotted. Let me ask you this. Okay. If we had seen more mature deer, do you think we would have hightailed it towards that one the way that we did? Or would we have gone, ah, oh, maybe we'll get it on him a little later around the blah, blah, blah. Or would we have just gone straight at him? No, I think we... Because we bombed it, man. We bombed down the hill and then back up the other one to try to get to it. Yeah, which at this point with this place is a lot easier because it's a lot more open and no doubt the burn that that was one advantage to the burn it laid everything well yeah we could cover way more ground in a way less amount of time right and and yeah i mean i think if probably to answer your question we probably don't bust it to get to that deer because two years or 2015 
this we ran into the same scenario on, on the other part that's true and we came and we had to work our way because we knew where three mature deer and their harems of does were mm. and we had to go check them out kind of sneak our way around and then there was know. no checking this deer no he was the only mature deer we'd seen and and we knew you know if we booked it you know up on top of the hill where he was and gone over we could have a shot at getting set up camera gun everything binos um but uh the gosh read what spot spot scope spot and scope geez right um get it all set up to make a decision on pulling the trigger or not so that's basically what we did we bombed down these hills get up there and sure enough because of the burn had there not been a burn we probably wouldn't have seen that deer no no because that was all timber on that hillside before yeah then. and that's a tough one that's usually not where we see them either no um, so i don't even know that we would have checked Actually, it. is that the first deer we've ever killed this yeah this far on that side yeah but uh, you know prior to that there's been so much more cover on these hills they could lay down you wouldn't see them Good until point. they stood back up so right. they kind of migrated a little further toward where we normally see whitetails up here because mm -hmm. we usually see whitetails down creek lower. bottoms lower right. in the timber sure but that was where their cover was so so we bombed to the hill we look off we see this deer we get glass on him immediately is he the biggest racked mule deer i've ever shot no but close to it he's a, he's a hammer and his body is impressive dude if i'm the guy that shoots you know what i don't i kind of don't mind being that guy like i don't mind being the guy that shoots giant bodied animals man i'm gonna confess that for a long time i i, I loved a big rack on a buck Okay. Dare. <laughs> Jeez, Sorry. getting late. No, I, yeah, I did. I, I mean, when I was out there, I. Yeah, but everybody I, loves. I know that, but I, you know, until I killed this this deer this past year or like this past week, that deer completely impressed me in a way a rack hasn't in a long time with how mm. big its bodies was. I just think it's easier. No, it's not easier. I think it makes more sense to consider something like that a trophy because of possible limitations of food no doubt possible limitations of pressure and when you can close the deal on a mature animal that's heavy and has obviously been around more than four or five years come on i think you're do i think i think that's that's, that's getting it. to the root of hunting for me, me. Too. and so when we laid eyes on this deer immediately he dwarfed every other buck we'd seen yeah he dwarfed the deer he was standing with, which was three or four does and maybe one or two other small guy, small bucks. And uh, it was a, it was a quick decision, and we laid that we laid that joker down, and now he's in a UPS box, headed to Columbia, Santa Fe, Tennessee, baby. Also, you know, this is a figuratively short trip for us. What four days? four days and it's or usually three and a half we were, we were half. yeah hunting days we were looking at the calendar the other day on how far or how long we came here in 2015 and me and dan came for nine days, nine days. <laughs> yeah like a whole week and i mean imagine some. hunting oh nine days gosh. and seeing 40 to 50 deer a day yeah i mean that's what we were expecting a week which is why we only booked four three days also being that i have a brand new baby at home so yeah you're, you're a saint. saint for sure so um so we thought it would be 
way different than what it was, which is why we were quickly, quickly getting discouraged when we weren't seeing deer. But the Lord blessed us. We popped this joker. We came back and um, we had interloins that night. We had tenderloins the next morning. We had chili today. So we have, yeah, we've consumed a, a, a good part of him, and the rest of it will get flown in my carry on tomorrow. Hopefully, yeah, man. Uh, Montana was good to us. We'll definitely be back. Let me ask you: This is your first trip having a, and we've talked about this along in our. You know, how is hunting going to change for us? How are these trips going to change for us? Right. Mentally and physically, you know, days-wise and all that. Yeah. Well, what's, I, first what's, off, I knew I was going to be zapped because I've been in a rocking chair for six weeks. Yeah. And I was gassed. Dude. And you ain't prepping your legs for walking up I'm these mountains in a rocking chair. <laughs> man, them jokers. I mean, I knew. And I think that's part of it, too, is like kind of deciding – making your mind up and going you know what this is gonna be hard but it's not gonna be the hardest thing i've ever done yeah it's gonna be hard yeah and once you just kind of figure it out you just kind of go with it and you hurt and you but it's worth it you know so give me like what's your takeaway first trip as a dad six week old man we're going on day four now or or day three i'll say this i feel like if i hadn't i mean luckily for me and my wife and my child i have a job that's extremely lenient on time off as far as um family circumstance for example jason could not have taken six weeks off to sit at home and not i'm not saying that derogatory i enjoyed being at home with my child i got to literally look into her eyes the majority of every single day that i was at home but a, a lot of jobs there's not that allowance, right? Like you couldn't do that. You got people that depend on you. That's right. So for me, um, spending that much time, I think I was like, okay, we're kind of settled. Hours have slowed down. I missed her like crazy. I did do that. I I caught myself, especially when it's, okay. Especially when hunting's not going good. Yeah. That's selfish. That's when your brain, I'm sorry. That's when my brain, Starts kicking in like, dude. Oh, mine too. Did you? Without a doubt. You're yeah. kind of an asshole. Exactly. Because you made this decision to come up here and you had a plan and things aren't going the way you planned it. And so now you're kind of just like wasting time. You're not seeing deer. You and your brothers are not filming anything. You're not really talking. What'd y'all just look at? <laughs> yeah. Feet up. Feet up. Yeah, man. Can I just say that this big tough dude, who's being very sweet and sentimental right now, we need to get back to that. <laughs> squealed like his six-week-old baby girl the other morning because a mouse ran within three feet. Dude, of let head. a mouse! No, no, it it hit my. Oh, it, it hit, hit me right in the foot. It hit my ankle. It crash test dummied my ankle. While I was trying to walk out, and it spooked me a little bit, man. Yeah, be your I'm, head on a swivel here, no doubt. <laughs> there are a here. couple of mice in here. I literally heard one knocking on the bedroom door. I named. <laughs> I just tapped the ground, and he that's ran the off. second mouse that's made an appearance during a podcast for us. Yeah, I'm gonna name this one Prime Time because when he well, what you gonna name his four friends? Because when he comes flying out of that door right there, 
He's got mad moves, man. He he's ducking, dodging, cutting <laughs> left, spin duck, moves, dive, dive. sliding under Dip that bench dive. right there, running to the trash can, eat a piece of pizza, run outside, hop in the hot tub, bam, he's back in here, here doing we donuts. I heard him last night, and I was like, brown time, man. It's 3.30 in the morning. Let me get some sleep. <laughs> dude, he's out there training. Dude, he's out he's there. Got, dude, you know what they say about the like the, the athletes – well, just train in the dark because they can't see nothing. So that's, this what, dude, that's what prime time's doing. He puts in. It's got to be senses, man. When you're that good, it goes way beyond sight. <laughs> to answer your question, I just so we kill early, right? I guess we got killed kind of early in the yeah. last two days. I've just been thinking about getting home. Yeah, I mean it's weird. I, that's not true. Oh, it's kind of true. That's a weird thing, man. Hey, I don't really know how to explain it. You're going to learn how to prioritize your time. And and if certain things are going to take a bigger priority than other things, and if you've already accomplished what you want to do, just like this weekend, you've already, you know, you've killed out and you've tagged out. Right. Second day we're here, and then after that, I mean, Reed and I are good hangs, but yeah, you dude, it's see been your a baby. Lot of, sure. Right? Yeah, so, yeah I mean, absolutely. That's the priority, and that ought, you know, that ought to be the priority. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, miss, I'm like I'm, that. I was there. I still am there. I miss him like crazy. And I guess you get to a point to where, um, you know, you start thinking about like the workload that shines kind of taking on. And I don't care what anybody says in a new baby situation. The women have it way worse than we do. Way mm-hmm. worse. I mean, all I did pretty much the first four weeks was like vacuum and wash dishes while she was getting up every two hours and, I, you know, feeding the baby. And I would get up and change change like LJ and all that, but, I mean, she really, you know, there's something between a mother and a child that, like, I don't think a dad and a child would probably ever feel. I think it's I think it's the amount of hair on your chest. Yeah, she don't like, she doesn't like yeah. the way I smell. Um, a lot of people like that. I think. The way I, I feel. Both. She just was like, I mean, dude, I can't blame her. I can't blame her. If I had the option of sleeping on me or sleeping on Cheyenne, I mean, I think I know where I'd be. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. got us in the, this situation in the first place. But anyway, I miss <laughs> one crazy. I'll probably, I'll probably, three or four days about all I got. I No more Niners. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I was about to ask. So say... You know, or not for not, a while. I was, yeah, I was about to say, like, at what point? Because not every trip is going to be, you know, are we going to be have the chance to get it done in three days? Sure. I mean, we're going to need a lot more, you know, more days than that on some of these things. Well, one thing that helps me out as far as get being able to spend a little time in the woods is, well, a couple of things. One, sh- me and Cheyenne were older when we got married, and we had the conversation like, "Hey, this is a," and I, I know this sounds minuscule but i said to her i want you to understand that this is a major part of my life and there's not many things that are there's nothing that's going to end it and there's not many things that are going to slow it down besides family and kids and if you need me there you know kind of thing and and honestly she's been real great about it um about just kind of trusting that i'm not just up here jacking around that we are trying to accomplish things. And it's also refreshes me as far as ideas for songs. And that's how we make our money. And that's how we make our living and, or at least a good part of it, you know? Yeah. So, uh, it's vital and she understands that. And I appreciate her for understanding that. But all that being said, I'm going to be burning this mother down to be 
out of here by 5 a.m. in the morning to get back to them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I've, I mean, I've kind of, I got a girlfriend that I'm crazy about. And yeah, yeah, I'm glad everybody likes her. And yeah, I'm I'm ready to get back. It's kind of been the first time. No offense to my ex girlfriends, but it's, oh it's my god, but totally offense to his ex girlfriends. <laughs> any of you out there not naming any names? You shouldn't be listening to this podcast anyway. It's weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm ready to get back. And and that's man, kind of Montana's that's awesome thing. though, man. Golly, it's awesome. I mean, you know, something kind of starts kicking in where you're like. Man, I'd like for Shine to see this. You know, I'd like. Oh for, no doubt, man. You want to share it, and hopefully in the next uh, next couple of years we'll get that opportunity. Yeah, I was talking uh, to somebody tonight um, about kind of what like building relationships with 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 pieces of land, and then I talked about this in the South Dakota um, movie that we we're going to have out, but. It, it feels like the more and more you come to one, the more and more you leave when you leave. Like that, that a piece of you stays here, and and yeah. I cannot wait to get back home. But at the same time, it's super bittersweet because I can't wait to get back either. Pretty state you ever been to, Rage? Yeah, I think so. It's my number one so far. I've never been. I've never done time in Wyoming or Idaho though. So I mean, I'm I'm saying the game. There's still some game to be played, but. Man, when you yeah, they're gonna have to put up a hell of a fight because when you're one, rolling around this area, good. man, it is. It feels like you're on another planet compared to Tennessee. Yeah, it's gorgeous. the 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 Motel Eight I had to stay in in Laramie did not compare to the state of Montana. Mm. So that's all I saw of Wyoming. Colorado's <laughs> pretty, but I lean more toward Montana. The openness is a lot of yeah, a Western. lot of fun. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's all I got, man. I'm exhausted. We got to get on a plane at what? Eight thirty in the morning. Uh, yeah. But man, we got to drive in snow. There's it's snow. I don't think it's snowing right now, but yeah, Dan's we'll six that inches. Name, today? That Reynolds and Dan's name. We got six inches of snow today. I bet we got six inches. Yeah. We went back up on the mountain and filming some stuff, and <laughs> I mean, today was awful. <laughs> Poor Jason. Looked like his eyes were going to <laughs> freeze up and drop out of his break. head like ice cubes. And just break in there like soft, At not one point, hard ice cubes. I was trying. I was in the front with him, and I was trying to like, like okay, I'll let the snow hit my eyes too. And eventually I just tucked my I'm hood like, and was like, sorry, dude, take me home. We're on a podcast right now, and you can't see me raising my eyebrows to Dan saying, I'm trying to. Because I'm like, all I knew was Reed was behind Dan, and I looked over, and Dan had his entire head tucked into his <laughs> hoodie i had to man and i was trying to arrange my blue otter sunglasses thanks blue otter appreciate that blue otter sorry mine were already snowed out dude mine were already snowed out and frozen to the dash so i couldn't put mine on dude i was behind dan with my cumberlands on loving life i don't know why we were why we were leaving (laughs) i was like where where are we going this is beautiful up here because my my nose had gone from being numb to being painful (laughs) he said I legit think I have frostbite on the end of my nose. When I got when we got in here, he goes, "It feels like somebody's got a hold of my nose with a pair of vice grips." <laughs> uh, well, we'll be flying home with uh, mule deer meat in our packs tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll make it through security. Uh, I'll let you know if we don't. Yeah. Hey, congratulations to our boy right here, Dan, on a huge release this week with Luke. Appreciate um, that, man. 
big weekend. Been a good weekend. Yeah, on the same day, he tags out on his muley. He also has three songs come out on the best. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm this is gonna be the charts. yeah iTunes charts and and the number one or number three song all genre number one. Dang man, that's a huge day for for yeah. You. It was a, a big, big time. Oh, I think it's three now. Um, see how I go. Some things just go better together. I don't know the words. Exactly. You don't know the words. You don't even listen to Luke Combs. It was a great week. Luke Combs, my brother-in-law doesn't even like you, dude. Yeah, that's sad. Sad, dude. Just kidding. Defend myself now. (laughs) I'm just kidding, dude. He likes you. I do like you, Luke. We have a running thing that on my first number one, because I borrowed $500 from Jason and Courtney, to cut my first CD. So this is a pretty cool story. And then we'll be done. When I came to Nashville, I didn't have, I had to get some money. So what, you have to get attention somehow. And my, at my time, the way to get attention was to cut a demo CD and shop it to these publishers, right? Right. So in order to do that, you had to have a studio. You had to have studio musicians and you had to pay those jokers. So I went to my granddad, who's... And you have to have money to do that. That's what I'm saying. Rest in peace, Daddy Spud. Love you. Um, Passed on now. And I said... But he was always... He was super supportive of that drink. Oh, always. Any drink. He loved that that we were doing something, pursuing something that we were passionate about. Absolutely. He didn't even care. He didn't even care if it ever made money. No. So he struck me a check for 750 bucks. And then, and I knew that was like enough to get the studio, but I had to pay the musicians, right? So I went to Jason and Courtney, and Jason said, I will, I'll be happy to write you this check on one condition. And I no, said, I, didn't, I didn't put a condition on it. Don't be throwing me under the bus. <laughs> you no, know, you didn't. Don't be throwing me on the four-wheeler. You did. That's right. You did. You can throw me on top of that four-wheeler. Though. You just said. Dan goes, dude, man, I, how can I, I mean, how can I repay whatever you, you? Whatever you want, whatever you want, and I'm like, bro, you don't have to do anything. I just pay me back someday. Yeah. And I said, you know what? <laughs> you know what? First hit you, first hit, hit song you write. Buy me a four <laughs> And that was in what year was that? Oh gosh, 2010 probably. Was it? Yeah. So nine or ten years later, there's a chance. There's a good chance. I may be finally catching There's three chances. There's three chances. Does that what mean are, I get three four wheelers? What are three? Ch- no, it only happens once, <laughs> and we never and you never specified a new four wheeler either. So don't don't be mad when I roll up with a what are those on. old Rubicons or what? <laughs> oh no, eighty seven, a box body, <laughs> four hey, look, tracks. I'll be, I'll be slinging a three sixty better than Reed did today in that snow. Yeah, what was? Have you just never power braked a four wheeler, dude? I'm a light guy, and those things. I've, I've also flipped three four-wheelers, so that probably was weighing on my mind a little bit. So what he's saying is that he's gun-shy, which is the same thing I am about driving in the snow. So let's wrap it up so we can go to bed. Appreciate y'all listening to us. We had a great time in Montana. Wait, did you finish the story? What was it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I went uh, – by the way, I cut that CD. I cut that record. Yeah. Got a publishing deal. Uh, left that publishing deal two years later. Went back to Sony. The same guy I cut the record for, signed under there, and here we are. I got three songs on the new Luke record, and I'm super blessed, super blessed. 
Luke's a great friend of ours, and yep. uh, he'll 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 be up here. He'll come on. And that record snapping, dude. Not just those three oh, songs. Man. I mean, the whole thing is stacked top to bottom. All of my friends got cuts on there, and yep. it's so beautiful to see Jonathan, Randy, Montana. James McNair, Rob, Rob Ray, Drew. Drew. Golly, I mean, you could just the list goes on forever. It's yeah. it's just a bunch of buddies making music together, and to me, that's why it's so uh, it's so what's the word organic For because sure. it's honest. For sure. Um, Hopefully, it will be that way. So we're going to sleep now. We're going to get on a plane. Hopefully, we'll get off that plane and we'll. Get this video up and rolling. South Dakota should drop within the next month. Thank y'all for listening. Montana, Rage, that's a wrap. thanks for coming. Reed, thank y'all for coming, Happy man. To be here. Appreciate it. I know y'all didn't have tags, and there was no question uh, when I asked if y'all wanted to come. Y'all just bought your tickets, and here we are. No, I man, that's I, I told you on top of that mountain. I think I speak for both me and Jason and you when I say this. I mean, just as much as that deer is yours, it's kind of you know ours too. Sure, with, absolutely. With the, I, and I said this up there too. I, Does that I'm, mean y'all gonna split the tag with me as far as cost? No, no. Okay. But I will hang that up in my, you know, my trophy room in my mind. Trophy room in my mind. I can't really hear you. Is that a hook? I got a hook. All right. See y'all. Appreciate it. Don't send me your hooks unless they're good. Bye.